0: Welcome back to the Quick Brain Podcast. I am your coach, Jim Quick, and I want to start this episode by saying thank you. We have a really great episode for you today, all about understanding, understanding. How do you understand something and how do you organize information in a way that makes it memorable and comprehensive so you could better assimilate this information? Because the goal is not just reading faster for the sake of reading faster or remembering faster it's it's really to understand the things that you're learning and so i want to first thank you because we as a team we go through daily our reviews for this show and it's one of the highlights of our day and a lot of people refer to this not so much as a podcast but as an online training academy it's like a brain training for superheroes on the go and um, and i really appreciate that so many of you are which i recommend you do is to download every single episode and the reason why you do that is because since each episode is about 10 or 15 minutes it doesn't take up a lot of space and so you have on your mobile device all of the knowledge that you need to be able to learn how to learn so when you need it So let's say you need to give a presentation at work You can listen to that episode on how to memorize speeches in less time Let's say you woke up and you're you're on the go and you just want to remember your dreams you have that episode Imagine that you need to go into a, a meeting and, and boost your vocabulary or learn another language You could listen to that as a primer And so, or maybe you're at the grocery store and you want to remember what were those 10 brain foods that Jim recommended? And so, there are so many episodes in there, and the goal is to to download it onto your phones, into your mobile device, so you have it on you because you're part of this community and we love you for it. Now, let's jump into this episode. This knowledge I am pulling from a new book called Understanding, Understanding, and it's a brand new book written by a friend named Richard Sol Worman, Richard Sol Worman, and if his name sounds familiar, it's because he's probably most famed besides the 90 plus books he's written on information architecture and such is as the creator of the TED conference. And so he knows a little bit about ideas and understanding and sharing them. And so brand new book came out and he co-wrote it with about 25 other individuals, experts, um, luminaries in their field. Uh, And they asked this specific question, what does it mean to understand something? How do you truly know whether or not you get something or not? And he asked people like magician, David Blaine ask, uh, world-renowned architect Frank Geary and um, and I was I was lucky enough to be one of those individuals and I contributed a whole chapter on what it means to understand something from a brain perspective from an adult learning theory from an uh, from pulling on memory principles and so on and so what I want to do here is I'm going to do something a little bit different I'm going to read a very short excerpt On this book and it's gonna set up the frame for what it means to understand something and then i'm going to share with you five tips on how to organize information for better focus for better retention and also better Understanding and so let's dive right into this. This is the uh this section is called the ode to ignorance and a lot of uh, And i'm going to extrapolate a little bit on this so i'm going to read a little bit and comment on it because A big part of quick learning and unlocking your quick brain is having the right attitude. So it's a set of attitudes and principles and strategies and habits to help you to be able to learn faster and achieve faster. And so this is called the Ode to Ignorance, and it starts like this. To comprehend any new information of any kind, be it financial reports, appliance manuals, or a new recipe, you must go through certain processes and meet certain conditions before understanding can take place. You must have some interest in receiving the information. You must uncover the structure or framework by which it is or should be organized. You must relate the information to ideas you already understand and you must test the information against those ideas and examine it from different vantage points in order to possess or know it. The most essential prerequisite to understanding is to be able to admit that you do not understand something, striving to be the dumbest person in the room being able to admit that you don't know is liberating giving yourself permission not to know everything will make you relax which is the ideal frame of mind to receive new information you must be comfortable to really listen to really hear and absorb new information now when we i'm stepping out of this for a moment we talk about In the very first episode how to learn anything faster and I talked about FAST and the F stands for forget right and really that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about when he's saying the ode to ignorance we're talking about the beginner's mind you know striving to be as he says the dumbest person in the room so he can learn something brand new. Now, when you can admit that you have ignorance, you will realize that ignorance isn't exactly bliss. It is, however, an ideal state from which to learn. And we talk about that a lot in this program, that all learning, the S in FAST stands for state, right? All learning is state dependent. And so the fewer preconceptions you have about the material and the more relaxed you feel about not knowing, the more you will increase your ability to understand and to learn. When you can admit that you don't know, you are more likely to ask questions that will enable you to learn. When you don't have to filter your inquisitiveness through a smokescreen of intellectual posturing, because we know that ego gets in the way of us learning sometimes we feel like we have to know it all and we don't learn anything brand new you can genuinely receive or listen to new information if you are always trying to disguise your ignorance of a subject you will be distracted from understanding it by giving yourself permission not to know you can overcome the fear that your ignorance will be discovered the inquisitiveness essential to learning thrives on transcending this fear Yet this essential prerequisite to learning is a radical concept in our society, as there are few rewards and abundant punishments for admitting ignorance on a personal or professional level in our culture. We go to great lengths to mask a lack of understanding. Most of us have been taught since childhood, at least implicitly, never to admit ignorance. We live in fear of our ignorance being discovered and spend our lives trying to put one over on the world if we instead could delight in our ignorance use it as an inspiration to learn instead of an embarrassment to conceal there would be no information anxiety and so right now i'm going to transition to this to one tactic that will help you to understand now this book is over 700 pages long so it's very prolific but i'm going to pull out five keys for organizing information we know that when you organize information it's easier to understand and that's pretty straightforward so how do you organize information to better understand and also to better remember I'm going to give you five ways and I want you to remember the word latch latch l a t c h now here's how it begins After you admit that you don't know, you could focus on uncovering the table of contents that acts like a roadmap to understanding. This is what gives you a sense of the whole. Sometimes it is explicit, but too often it is implicit and requires attention. Trying to wade through information without a sense of its structure is like going to the Library of Congress with open stacks and aimlessly combing the shelves for a particular book. That would make zero sense, right? Once you have a sense of how the whole is organized, you'll reduce the frustration of searching for a needle in a haystack. Even if the needle is all you need, it will behoove you to know how the hay is organized. Throwing 140,000 words on the floor doesn't make a dictionary. Organizing them alphabetically does. Now here's the thing, the ways of organizing information are finite. It can only be organized by location, alphabet, time, category or hierarchy I'll say those again this is your latch L stands for location a stands for alphabet T stands for time C stands for category and H stands for hierarchy these modes are applicable to almost any endeavor from your personal filing cabinets to multinational corporations they're the framework upon which annual reports books conversation exhibits directories conventions warehouses are arranged so while information may be infinite, the ways of structuring it are not. Once you have a place in which the information can be plugged, it becomes that much more useful. Your choice will be determined by the story you want to tell. Each way will permit a different understanding of the information within each of many variations, but recognizing that the main choices are finite and limited makes the process less intimidating. So if you were preparing, let's say, a report On the automobile industry you could organize cars by model which is category year which is time place of manufacture which is location or let's say some kind of online consumer rating which is hierarchy and within each you might list them alphabetically your choice could depend on what you wanted to study or convey about the industry if you wanted to describe the different types of cars your primary organization may be something like category Let's say, for example, convertibles, sedans, four-wheel drive, etc. Then you might want to organize by hierarchy from the least expensive to the most. If you wanted to examine car dealerships, you would probably organize first by location and then maybe by numbers of cars sold, right? So... Once the categories are established, the information about the cars is easily retrievable. Each way of organizing will permit a different understanding and each lends itself to different kinds of information. And each has very certain reassuring limitations that will help make the choices of how the information is presented easier. So let's go through a few examples to give you some content for this. Like for example, a dictionary is words in alphabetical order. An almanac is organized by categories, right? Let's take newspapers. Newspapers are often grouped into categories and then organized along a continuum of importance. Let's look at a hospital room, right? An emergency room ideally is organized along a hierarchy of importance or likelihood of need. You know, items are also closer to the doctor and patients. They organize triage uh, by the degree of importance, uh, the hierarchy, if you will, around trauma let's say the human body how do you organize that it's organized by function category right you have your blood system your nervous system etc and then location could be important also as well it also works for a living cell to assembly plant to some of you have products right? A product can be have moving parts that are organized by location because the parts need to be assembled somewhere. And let's give a final example. This will be an exercise. I'm going to give you some content. And you always hear this phrase, content is king. And I, and I do believe if content is king, then context is the kingdom. Context. And that has to do with the structure of organization. So I'm going to give you a little bit of an exercise and you could play along with me when I do this. So let's Talk about dogs okay let's say that a company is making stuffed animals and we ask them to make a set of full-size stuffed dogs champion quality dogs of those 189 varieties that have been accepted into the American Kennel Club and we ask them to make let's say one male and one female of each breed so when they arrive Here we get like this huge package and there's like 378 stuffed dogs, right? One of each breed and one of each gender. And you and I, we put them out on a big floor and they're facing every which way. They're random. And we talk to, let's say there's 50 people there with us. And we tell each of the 50 people there different assignments. So for example, we say, okay. These are organizational assignments. We look at one person and say, okay, you organize these stuffed animals from smallest to largest. You organize them from tallest to shortest. You organize them from lightest to heaviest. You organize them by length of hair. You organize by the level of viciousness. You organize by popularity in the United States. You organize them by the cheapest to the most expensive. You organize them by the number of championships they have won. You organize them by when they were accepted into the kennel club, you organize them by the length of their, their tail, All right, You get the idea. And at the same time, let's say we tie ribbons around their necks and they're color-coded according to which of the six different types of major breeds, let's say, they belong to. So you have your sporting dogs, your hounds, your work dogs, your terriers, your toys, your non-sporting, so that as they are arranged in various groups, you and I could also see the classification of the dog that they are and we add up all the ribbons we make flags from countries of origins and we can organize them in so many different ways now why is this exercise important because every single time the dogs are arranged in a different way you and I start seeing new information created by relationships independent of the subject of arrangement what does that mean? That means you and I could see the most popular dogs are perhaps big dogs, or that medium-sized dogs are perhaps the most popular, or that the most expensive dogs are small dogs, or which dogs came most recently into the club, or how few of the dogs have ever been champions, or that the most vicious dogs are the most popular. You and I will be able to see the relationships that are independent of each rather than just random organization of these 378 animals. And you might see that male dogs are bigger than females or females are bigger than males or sometimes they are and sometimes there aren't. The organization of information gives us new information, but the dogs never change. Let me repeat that. This is the power of organization, that the organization of this information gives us new information, but the dogs themselves never change. Okay, so in summary of this episode is this. The goal is not just to read and to memorize something faster. Those are incredible and useful, vital abilities. But also the goal is to really comprehend and understand it. Einstein said, any fool can know. The point is to understand. And so remember, ignorance is not always bliss. And when you go into become and lean into your ignorance, then you can learn something brand new because your cup is empty. And also remember latch. And this is what you're going to do today as your assignment. When you're learning something brand new, I want you to remember that content is king. The content is king and the queen. And the context, though, is the kingdom. And so remember Latch. How can you organize your information by location, by alphabet, by time, by category, or by hierarchy? And you could do this whether you're writing, whether you're taking notes, whether you want to organize information to give a speech and give a really solid presentation. Organization makes information more understandable. I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Want to double your brain speed and memory power? If you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. Or simply text the word podcast to 916-822-7246 and we'll send you a direct link. And finally, the T stands for teach. You want to learn faster now? The key is to lock it in right away by teaching it to someone else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Here's a simple way to do that. Leave a review on iTunes. Leave a review with your biggest takeaway from this episode. You could also post and share this podcast on your social media. It helps us spread our mission of building better, brighter brains. And of course, tag us so our team can properly thank you. Hashtag QuickBrain, K-W-I-K Brain. Mine is at JimQuick, K-W-I-K, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So what does FAST stand for? Facebook, apply, subscribe, teach. I'll see you in our next episode of QuickBrain. Until then, remember, you are faster and smarter than you think.